Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is the Power Element Podcast. I'm not your host, but I'm producer Paul. Uh, either way, we got a great show for you guys lined up. But first, I wanted to highlight our promotional partners. First up, Jelco. Jelco is a family-ran business manufacturing high-quality handcrafted Lyman products since 1892. They offer body belts, pole chokers, safety harnesses, bags, uh, lanyards, and plus much, much more. Jelco is a trusted brand that provides its users the confidence they need to get the job done safely. Uh, big shout out to our friend Kat from Jelco. Uh, you can hear her story on episode four. Uh, great story, great message. Thanks, Kat. Uh, go to the Instagram at Jelco Safety. Next up, Milwaukee Tool. Since the company began in 1924, Milwaukee Tool has led the industry in developing innovative solutions that deliver increased productivity and unmatched durability, durability for professional users. Milwaukee offers line trade specific tools. Some of the hot items are hot stick lights. Presses, hand tools, cable cutters, and much more. Follow their Instagram at Milwaukee Tool. Uh, need some apparel? Go check out Alternating Current Line Clothing. This apparel company was established in 2020 and is line family owned and operated. They offer tees, hoodies, hats, and just recently launched tank tops for women. For women. We are proud to have the Hitchcock family as part of our team. Head on over to, in their, to their Instagram at Alternating Current Line Clothing to get your latest swag. Uh, last but not least, Working athlete, set your workforce up for success by giving them the proper nutritional foundation they need to be productive, efficient, and on top of their game. Working athlete offers hydration, energy, and nutrition products to help workers perform at the highest level. This product is proudly made in the USA, and I'm currently using them. I uh, couldn't be more impressed with this product. Uh, great stuff. Go to the Instagram at Working Athlete. Uh, go check out their websites, WorkingAthlete.com or WildernessAthlete.com. Use promo code POWERELEMENT to get 20% off at checkout. All right, let's get to the show. Uh, in this episode, Raul sits down with journeyman lineman Devin Jared. Uh, Devin is well-known locally within the trade, and he delivers a great message on the show. Uh, Devin works hard and is a proud father, highlighting our special Father's Day episode. All right, let's get to the show. But first, I wanted to thank Sturgeon Electric California and the entire Sturgeon workforce for making this podcast possible. All right, guys, thank you, and enjoy the show. What the heck was that? Let's restart that. <laughs> no, leave it. I like it. Do it. We ain't cutting that oh, out. That is hilarious. I like the rough stuff. I'm absolutely. <laughs> this is, that's a great start to this. <laughs> that was terrible podcast. Wow. Um, I busted my own rule. This is the Power Limit podcast where we like to spill our drinks. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, episode five. Yeah. You think, is, you think we'd have this down by now? Paul? Uh, apparently not. Rookie rookie mistake here. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't screw up my stuff. I think we're good. It's probably you okay? good luck. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, this is like I said, the Power Element Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode five. Yeah, um, it's it's the Father's Day edition. I like it. I like the guest. Um, I, we teased the guest at the leadership training uh, we had last week. Um, I, I dropped the name, and people were super excited, super engaged. This is, uh, I think, when we had this vision of the podcast, we this is what we seen the the vision of communication, effective communication. You challenged as a leader yourself. You challenged the crews. 
to become better communicators, to become better effective communicators. This, and this is one way to do it. This is one way to do it. And this is what we wanted to show. So I, we had this one on the, on the radar for a while with this guest. So I'm excited. It's, it's coming. So when we uh, collaborated about father's day and, you know, preparing for this episode, I agree with you. There was, there was actually only really one person we wanted, you know, someone well-respected in the trade. Um, someone who had a great message, uh, a leader in our industry, you know, uh, does a great job. I mean, actually I've known this guy for over 15 years. Um, and it's been obviously just up and down, you know, and just having a great time. So, you know, it is the Father's Day edition, though. Do I do I do want to make a point before we get started, if I may? Yeah, please. So, um, you know, as fathers, you know, we all just we all wear several type of hats, you know, as as fathers, and we're providers, we're protectors, uh, we're coaches, yep. but ultimately, you know, we're also leaders. Yeah, you know, and. You know, I'm, I got into uh, got into this book recently, and you know, Eric Davis, he's a 16 year Navy SEAL sniper instructor, which is super cool, right? And he has a he has a quote: "It's lead from the front." You know what I mean? Yeah. And or lead by example yep. is another way of putting it. And so, you know, being a father figure is actually just being a a, a leader as well. You know, and I think our, our our guest today, like I said, I've known him for over 15 years. Um, he's an excellent, excellent dude. I mean, it does an excellent job for all the companies he works for. Um, he's, uh, like I said, very successful. Uh, he's a journeyman lineman, uh, a father. And like I said, a longtime buddy, I want to welcome Devin Jared to the show. Welcome, David. Thank you very much. <laughs> How you feeling, man? I feel a little bit, uh, I know there's a lot of great dads out there, so I, I do feel very, uh, uh, there's many words for it, but I guess grateful to be able to speak on this. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the studio? It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> pretty nice in I here. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Besides us spilling, it's besides us spilling drinks, and you know, yeah. and that was water, but um, yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do we do know what we're doing around here, I guess. We're trying. Um, <laughs> so before um, before we get started too much. Uh, into the show. Uh, Dad, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know, you know, I know you very well. Um, a lot of the guys here in Southern California locally know you, uh, but go ahead and just give us a brief, just rundown who Devin Jarrett is, journeyman lineman. Uh, well, we all know that can be complicated, but uh, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll try to do the short version. I mean, I come up in Idaho, small town, um, small towns, uh, very small Big family, though. I mean, I'm the oldest out of 13 kids. Mom and dad, no twins. Uh, I always get the jokes. Are you Mormon? Are you, uh, was it cold winters? You know, all the, all the, all the good stuff. Everything that right? comes Yeah, right? yeah. So anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm a big family. Um, grew up uh, working hard. My dad raised all of us, obviously, being a diesel mechanic, and I, I'm probably don't respect anybody in the world more than that guy. Um, I don't know how he dealt with all the stress and the family and that. And yeah, I have 12 brothers and sisters that are just, you know, I do my best to try to keep in contact with most of them. And yeah. Um, you just recently came back from a trip, didn't you? Yeah. I just got home about midnight last night <laughs> or this morning. <laughs> Perfect. Took about a four hour nap. Welcome went, home. Went to work. And <laughs> Yeah, that's that shows like the dedication this man has. Like, you know, he agreed to do the podcast. 
we've been talking about it. And he's like, I, I'm going to go do it. Well, Let's. and he mentioned, I called him last <laughs> night from the airport, like, I don't know, 9.30, 10 in, in Salt Lake. And I was like, he's mentioned, well, we can cancel. And I'm like, no, that's, I'm not that, no. I've, and I and I knew what the answer was. Yeah. He like yeah. teed it up. Yeah. yeah he just threw it out there. And <laughs> just threw it out there. I said, I'll take a nap. We'll be good. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, we talk, you know, you say, you always do what you say. I try, yes. You know, and I've known that about you forever. And I think, I think you've learned that from your father, right? I mean, you've, you've gained a lot of qualities from him um, yeah. coming up, growing up. I mean, let's talk about some of the, some of the qualities or some, some of the values that you learned from your, from your, from your old man. Well, I want to say. And where does it come from? Both my dad and my grandpa, both Tom and Tom senior. I, uh, I, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things that, I mean, there's a lot of different words, but one of the main things that it all derives from is probably integrity. I mean, trust, honesty, you know, my grandpa, he always said the two, two same sayings, but it was like, the only thing I hate worse than a thief is a liar. The only thing I hate worse than a liar is a thief. You know, it went back and forth. Right. So it depended on whether I was borrowing gas out of his, (laughs) his work truck for my pickup or, or if I lied about it, you know, he'd use one of them. But I mean, in all, all honesty, I mean, just being a truthful, hardworking person. I mean, my dad, I mean, just this last year, I mean, he still had to, my mom had to get him out of bed at one in the morning and have him come down and get me out of the bar. <laughs> and I, I I'm sure he wasn't a lineman. Yes. Yeah, I was like 36 years old and he, he wasn't pissed. He, 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 you know, I apologized on our walk. I remember walking back in the snow, apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry, dad. You know, I felt like, I felt like a pile of shit and yeah. I, but you know, um, well, you mentioned, um, hardworking. So, yeah, he, I mean, you grew up on a farm, and, I mean, I, I would imagine yeah. Idaho. I mean, what, what were some of the... We had a ranch. We had... A, when I was younger, we we always had chickens, pigs, uh, they, a couple horses around, but chickens, pigs, and then cows. Yeah. So, ma- ma- more of a ranch, not a farm, but, yeah, so, I mean... I mean, you sent me a video for all our listeners not too long ago. You were actually building a fence by hand still. Yeah, we built... I think, <laughs> I mean, well, we finally settled a little... This wasn't a small fence either. Yeah, this we, was... We finally, well, I drove it out. It took nine minutes on the side by side. I couldn't even, oh, I Marty. couldn't even send the video because it was so long. But yeah, I mean, literally digging these by hand, <clears throat> pounding them in the post by hand. Yeah, and he was on vacation. <laughs> that's yeah. that's who we're dealing with, well, guys. But Working that's what vacation. that's yeah. what I mean. I I can't take any. Me and my brothers all do it. It's not just me. And yeah, we uh, you know, we our dad is like that. I mean, you you do that, and he had, and now you know, like uh, he'll he'll have a few beers at night or whatever, but he, uh, he'll, uh, get up and, you know, you wake up at six or seven and try to make a plan for the day and he's already gone doing something. Yeah. Whether it's fixing somebody's car or he's at work fixing a logging truck or a processor and, or farm equipment, it doesn't matter. He's it's, it's always go like, yeah. I think that's how I can relate to you a lot when we, you know, first started working around each other is we both had that same ethic. Work, well, I, you know, we were that same, I, that same work ethic. See, and I, I, uh, I kind of, uh, I heard that on one of your earlier, sh- I think it was two ago when you were mm-hmm. talking to the working athlete dudes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, um, when you were talking about your dad and helping yeah. and oh, yeah. for, for food, you for, know, you weren't free. getting paid. No, you're not getting paid. Yeah. There was one year, <laughs> one year, Hey, and I, I, we, we, me and the, my cousins and my brothers, we, and you know, we all help with the ranch and, I don't, I don't look at it as a negative thing. We all helped with the ranch and cause that was the way we grew up, you mm-hmm. know? And, 
it's a lot of our friends were out riding dirt bikes and doing that shit, and we were at the ranch, and that was the best thing, seeing my uncles, and we're, you know, we're yeah, bucking just, bales, and we're, you know, filling up the barn with 5,000 bales or whatever it took to fill it up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, you just, I mean, I, I learned so much just by being around my, yep. my old man, you know, I mean, a lot of uh, work ethic, right. right? I mean, you bring up integrity, like there was always those conversations constantly when you're yeah. working, you know, and I actually, I did get paid once and I about fell out of my chair. Well, no, I, I was <laughs> like, you, what do you mean? I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. there's one year, my grandma, um, she, she passed away in 2010, but my grandpa's. Uh, love of her life, uh, Penny. Mm-hmm. She uh, passed away in 2010, but she one year she said, I think it was my junior year, she said, "You need to pay Devin because I was at the ranch every day that hay, that that hay season." And so I was thinking, and he worked his butt off. Yeah, he gave me a hundred bucks, but I mean, I I didn't care about the money. It was just yeah. the it was it was cool, you know. So coming, but, you know, come you're growing up on a, on a on a ranch, you know, obviously you're working hard every day. How did you end up in California? I got to know. Like, yeah, how good did, question. you know, how so did you make that transition this, from Idaho to California? To articulate this in a, in a short, in a, in a easier way would be that. So like to fast forward a little bit. So I'd have to fast forward a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. graduated, worked multiple jobs, sometimes two or three at a time. Um, just cause it's how I was, you know, raised and built mm-hmm. and like, I, I, I wasn't given motorcycles or some stuff like that, like my friends, but I could buy them if I wanted one, you know? And yeah. so I bought my first pickup and all that stuff, working a couple jobs or whatever. But anyways, long fast forward a little bit, went to Lyman school. Um, I was working at Kenworth at night. What, what made you pick the Lyman, Lyman um, trade? There was a, a older, older kid, uh, he was probably five or six years older than me, but he was a shop rat at the at the shop my the logging company my dad works at, mm-hmm. and um, he he became a, he went to lineman school, became a lineman, and you know I I had heard I had heard uh, you know they obviously the cliche they make good money and you know oh, yeah. da, da da da, but when I when I looked into it I I saw that it was cool stuff and you have retirement and you make good money and you could travel, so you were obviously first and, first generation then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so yeah, and it's me, and then now my brothers. Right. Yeah, so so back to so how I got into it. You you know, mm-hmm. really, I I went to Lyman School, and I I went through Lyman School, got done with Lyman School, and it was right after a, a Vista. It was through a Vista Utilities, uh, their their Lyman School, and um, I, you know, they do tryouts for their apprentices. They even do tryouts for their groundmen, and I got you know they they said, hey, you know, you did very well. Where do you want to work as a groundman? Spokane or Coeur d'Alene or wherever, and I said, "Well, I'd re- I'd like to work in Coeur d'Alene because I was already living in Coeur d'Alene. I was driving from Coeur d'Alene to Spokane, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I uh, I go to work for a few months in uh, in uh, in Rathdrum in Coeur d'Alene. I believe their yards right there in Rathdrum, and you know some of the guys, me and Isaac Christopherson went to school with at Lyman School. We uh, a couple of them guys, because right away he, Isaac left left me, and he went and worked for a cell tower company, you know, and doing cool shit over there. But mm-hmm. so I was with these couple other guys that got chosen, and we we were doing the groundman thing in Rathdrum, and uh, I got I've got my interview for down here for Cal Nevada. This was my first choice, you know, but we sent our resumes out yeah, with everybody, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I um, 
I came down. I uh, We did our interviews, and they said, all right, well, you'll be hearing from us within a week or two. I fly back. Isaac stayed down because we drove down together for our interviews. I uh, You spent all that time coming down, and you get five minutes to sell yourself, yep, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I... They talked to really me about they, yeah. yeah, it wasn't even about line work. It oh was, yeah. They asked me how I had a driver's license still first because <laughs> my my driving record was this thick. <laughs> and then they uh I said, oh, "I got a CDL." And they were, you know, okay. Yeah. And then um and then they talked about football and then I you know, I they basically said, "Well, you'll be hearing what, you know, the good cop bad cop stuff." They're, like, "Oh, you'll be hearing with from us in a week or two. I, I fly back that night. Next morning, I'm at work about 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. I get a call from the print, uh, California number, and they said, hey, uh, you got accepted in the climbing class. Um, you know, be down here, yada, 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 you know, within nice. like two weeks. So I went in and told the GF when we got back from the yard because we were laying pipe in these residential areas up there in Coeur d'Alene and area. And about what year was that? Oh, five. Oh, five. Yeah. So I went in and told the GS or whatever they – I think it was a GS, a general supervisor, whatever they call mm-hmm. him at the utility up there. And I, I I was actually trying to think of his name last night, and it just came to me this morning. And I was in the shower at like 4.30, and I'm like, Jim Roseland. So anyways, Jim Roseland was the GS, and I went in and I told him, you know, and I was a grunt. You know, I wasn't anybody. Right. You know, they got linemen there that were going to rodeos, and, you know, they treated us like shit. But, I mean, we deserved it. We were groundmen. <laughs> and back then I was like, I was at like 11 bucks an hour, you know, and I know that's way more money than, like, I listened to Pat, you know, and oh yeah, pennies on the penny <laughs> then, you know. and <laughs> I remember I got in, I was uh, 17, <clears throat> 18 an hour as apprentice. Yeah. When when I did it was it right. was it was and uh, I was like wow that's a 19, lot of money yeah. nineteen yeah. yeah I mean a little bit after yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so crazy yeah. so yeah I did that yeah. and then I I went in and told him I'm like look I I'm leave you know I got an apprenticeship offer and he's like well I wish I could promise you something but I you know it's we just did apprenticeship tryouts so I can't offer it again for another eight nine months. Yeah. I said, well, by then I'll be a third step if I'm I down gotta there. Go. I'm leaving. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. The biggest thing, the hardest part, not hard for me, but the hardest part was my mom was so mad. She's like, because getting a job at the utility is like a big thing, right? I guess, you know, oh, after yeah. watch, because I never watched Slim the Lineman. I'd never watched any of this stuff until yeah, after you, I became a In lot, her eyes, you were set. Got in the trade. I, yeah, yeah. So she's like, I can't believe you're leaving this good job. Yeah. And da, 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 da. she's yeah. mad at me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I probably the best decision I you ever made, I bet. When you when you left Devin, you you knew no one in California, right? Just uh, well, I had a couple uncles that were somewhere down here, but I'd never visited them. Never knew where they lived uh, on my mom's side of the family. Nice. I think my uncle Cameron, that's fought uh, lupus his whole life, well since he was eighteen, um, and that he's had a lot of medical problems. And then my uncle Curtis, and he's passed since then. But right. yeah, he actually passed while I was working for Hinkles in Live Oak a long time ago. But yeah. yeah. Right before I went to Hawaii, but yeah, wow. So that's yeah. a that's a but yeah, that's a way to get to California. Yeah, <laughs> basically came Pack down with Isaac and uh, we we stayed in. We drove the whole way. Trailer stay, parks. We slept on the floor in Bo Christopherson's uh, apartment in Long Beach, and then we did our interviews. And then, do you remember your first job? Yeah. We actually went, so we, that was back when, if you did good in in, in climbing class at the JTC here, Mm -hmm. you would, uh, you would, uh, they would only keep you a week and then ship you out Mm -hmm. because if they they could fill you, fill a job. Yeah. So they sent me and Isaac, they, well, after they told me and Isaac that we should be teaching the climbing class. Yeah. 2005, that was when the trade start really. 
taken off. Yeah, I mean, two or three years after that, over. it was like... 2002, it started, and in 2005, six, it it's just, just been, shot. it just took off. Yeah. I mean, there's Even been, my friends were calling me like, hey, can we get you a spot? And I was like, I wanted them to come with me, and I'm, and then by then, I'm like, dude, they got stacks of applications now. I mean... Oh, there's 1,500 yeah, at a time. All yeah, the time. It's a lot, yeah. But... Um, so, as a lineman, obviously, topped out, became a lineman. Um, was there any mentors that you could think about that you would like to maybe? Well. I mean, people that really stood out or even, I mean, obviously, the the, the trade has changed, right? I mean, there's been so many changes in yeah. our culture since you were even climbing. And, yeah. I mean, we could we could go back to the 2000 and, what, nine rodeo that you competed in for mm-hmm. us at the time. And it was a different company, of course. But, I mean, that's when, like, fall protection was, like, really coming through. Really coming through. Yeah. And and starting. just starting. <laughs> and here, the only team at the rodeo. The only team at the Oh, it wasn't required? And that to, no. Only if it your was company. was not required. Yeah, only if your company was wow. required it by policy. And we still won. No, <laughs> we didn't. No they, no, they didn't win. <laughs> So here we are, you know, I'm a young, I'm a young supervisor at the time and we built this team and Devin was on it and, you know, Devin's a good lineman and yeah. he's good in his tools and, you know, people that don't know Devin I can will adapt. agree. And yeah. He can adapt <laughs> and, and I didn't, and we didn't really practice that much. There wasn't a lot, a whole lot of we practice. We didn't have a lot of time actually no. when we just, between when we decided to go, if yeah. I remember correctly. But yeah. And sometimes it's almost better. You're just like. Right. They just went for it. But yeah. when we got there, it was like, oh, and you got to, you got to compete in the buck squeeze. And they were yeah. the only team. I mean, literally, they would go to every event. Well, and see, we didn't even know that going. No. Yet, they said whatever your company policy is, and then we're, we were kind of taken aback. So, uh-huh. it was like, well, we're not going to fight it. We're still going to go. You know, we're still going to compete. We yeah. came all this way. Yeah, and these guys had, like, the brightest orange shirts. <laughs> you got to picture it. 2009. The brightest orange yeah. shirts. And here they are. Brand, brand new, new buck squeeze. Brand squeezes, new. Yeah, brand new brand buck new. squeezes. <laughs> but, ripping the plastic off. Oh, yeah. They're... And literally, and I'm obviously watching. I'm the kind of like sponsor, I guess, just watching and trying to help out. And and these guys got through it, though. I mean, every judge at every, are you really going to compete in that? And these guys straight up being leaders said, yeah, it's our company policy. We're going to do it. I mean, it was painful at times. I felt like, man, I can't I didn't break the doing. egg. You didn't break the egg. I did drop the fuse, though. We won't say who broke the egg, because I'm sure he's going to be listening to this. We still don't hold no grudges on no. that. No. Um, and now, and now. Water under the dam, over the dam, <laughs> under the bridge. And now, 100%, 100%. Now it's. Well, now it's legit, right? It's legit I mean, now. yeah, That's now it's the legit. way. Now yeah. it's the way. But I guess back to my question, um, Devin, was, you know, there's been challenges in our trade, and we've always reached out to people, mentors to, you know, get through those challenges. Right. I mean, even the fall protection came on. I mean, I had guys literally, literally quitting that day saying, I'm not wearing that. I'm out. Like I'm not going to work here because I'm not wearing that fall protection. And I mean, you have, I mean, I got some certain people that I, that I looked up along the way, even as a leader. I mean, is there somebody that, that stood out for you during those times that I forgot that we kind of started out that way. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, surprisingly, um, not surprisingly, obviously Fred Barker's gonna stick out in my mind. You know, oh, me yeah. and Fred got history and mm-hmm. that man knows more rigging than I'll ever know and he's just sharp dude. Um yeah. there ain't no getting around it with him. I mean, uh 
and Fred now is our, you know, here locally, he's our master craftsman right. for a reason. I yeah. mean, the guy's got over 45 years. And well, it's crazy. <laughs> everybody, you know, he's worked for me, I don't know how many times, at a yeah. few different companies. He's came to work as my lineman, and, you know, and I'm Skip. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll always be Skip. Yeah. So, <laughs> What are yeah. some of the qualities you think that, that Fred has? You know, Fred... Happy, going father, back, happy Father's Day, Fred, by the yeah, way. Yeah, by I'm the sure. way, Fred. Shout out to happy Fred Barker. Happy Father's Day, yes. Um, you know, integrity is a big one. I know I already said that, and that sounds cliche, but, like, Fred Fred has a lot. Fred is a man. He's a very respectable man mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, you know, I I don't think I've ever had – there's been a few times we've actually maybe disagreed on stuff, and then he actually – at the end of it, he's like, you know what? You were, you might've been right, you know, but I've been wrong a lot too. So. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like, I mean, Fred does a, a great job for us. Right, Paul? I yeah. Mean, Fred's great. Uh, great role model. And yeah. he's really, really taken the, the, the forefront of, of training and just being a mentor. And he's understanding that mm-hmm. his time is, is, he's still sharp, sharper than ever, but he's still, under, he understands now that he needs to be teaching while he's got a few more years to, to, to teach before he's, he's, he's hanging up the hooks. So, uh, so well for, deserved. You know, Thank you, Fred. And, and anybody who doesn't know Fred, our listeners, like, you know, he's fast Fred for a reason. I mean, he's good on a pole. Yep. He knows his rigging. He knows his shit. Right. And, but you know what Fred does, even though he's fast Fred, he takes the time to show you. He does that. And he's doing that even, even more now, you know, and as a, as a leader, that's an important quality. You know, it's taking the time to, to work through, you know, the question you may have. And, and now him being in training is a, just a, just it's we're, we're really fortunate to have him yeah I, I, he's he's great he's great to have around he's 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 uh a symbol at the yard and he, he does a great job for us and uh i'm proud to have him and and i work with him on the training videos uh hand in hand and we got we got some more training videos lined up so uh yeah thanks fred he also goes by young fred <laughs> young fred <laughs> so um i don't know back to just kind of circle back a little bit about you being a lineman mm-hmm. and um, coming up through the trade, you obviously seen you know the culture shift and things mm-hmm. changing. Um, what are some of the challenges you think we face right now? What are some of the biggest challenges we have well, the in our industry? Of, a lot of the ones I see right now, even recently, is uh, you know like let's say for example, like the last couple of years we have um, the 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 um, what do you call it? Like the cow rating. For like whatever Art area you're in, yeah, you're even yeah. like you got the rating for the circuit for the area, how far the sub, how far from the sub you may be, mm-hmm. just that. I mean that right there. Ten years ago, you'd be like, your guys would be like, what? You know, I mean, it yeah, was, you just can't go work on a circuit anymore. You got to know. Yeah, I mean, you know, the arc blast rating that you're working yeah, with. Yeah. You have to understand that piece. That is a huge challenge, especially here in Southern California. Yeah, I mean, I mean for Metro West, right? I, I mean, got the a heat and the FR. Yeah, yeah, right. For Metro West, I got it for that. Cal rating stuff, I mean, or for the, you know, however you gauge what circuit you're on and Mm -hmm. this and that and what's required and the fault duty. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I got a book for Metro West that's, you know, it's a big old binder. (laughs) (laughs) So scheduling took a a whole different. Well, yeah. See, all that added. And then you got your environmental that adds. And then you got your, um, there was a few things before the, before the Cal rating too, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and then, Seems like every few years the grounding takes a turn for whichever whichever. I don't know what what makes that change or want to 
to take take a different route. Yeah. I know that with the tree wire, they kind of backpedal a little bit and gave us some leeway to work it hot just to get some wire exposed and then ground it and then finish. And, you know, it's yeah. like some, some stuff like that's kind of frustrating because it's, you know, we've done, the systems are all changing. Yeah. We've worked yeah. this many years, mm-hmm. not working at hots, working at hots, not okay. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so, and then a guy for you, like you, like Devin, Devin, you found your bread and butter in just regular ACSR, aluminum conductor, copper, and you just, you, you know the pattern and then you got to stop and relearn something to well, teach the, the tools are different. The tools are different. Mm-hmm. The, the method, yeah, the, the approach is different. It's, it's a, different. changing the whole thing. Yeah. yeah and find a way to be efficient still because be efficient, that's yeah. what drives me. And like I'm and yeah. safe. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, obviously you've, you've, I've known you since you're an apprentice, you've worked your way up through, you know, journeyman, mm-hmm. you know, foreman, general foreman. And now you do some complex work. You know, you mentioned the area yeah. you're working in and, I mean, those are some tough, it's tough work. I mean, there's not everybody just raising their hand to go do that work. I can tell you that. You yeah. Know? And even if they are, there's a process to get there, you know, like there's <laughs> a, you know, just, that's one thing I don't like. I let my guys, if like my crews, I'll, I'll, they, uh, you know, they have a, I don't try to micromanage who's on their crews, you know, like if they got a guy they want or need or who they want to use, that's, that's who I'll support them in getting, you know what I mean? And Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because what you're doing there is it's a leadership principle, right? It's, it's a yeah. tactic that's been done for, for years now. And I'm not, I've, I was, I didn't serve in the military, you know, but I am fascinated and, and I respect it very much, you know, those who served and, you know, that leadership principle is decentralized command is you're allowing people to do their job within the people that they run. And with that, you gain so much, like you said, you gain trust, you gain the speed of trust. There's so much that you gain in, you know, when you were, when you were coming up, um, through the, through the ranks, you know, through our, through our line trade, you know, you were a foreman. What were some of the challenges that you overcome as a foreman that you think? Well, one of the biggest ones is, uh, like when they do, when I shouldn't say they, when, when, when new safety plans or rules get implemented, like you know, the buck squeeze? Yeah, like the buck <laughs> squeeze or maybe a different grounding method, like when yeah. they rolled out EPZ grounding, you know? That was and a whole other thing. Yeah, right? and mm-hmm. when I asked the, the lady teaching it, if there, what about step potential on the pole? It was like blew her mind. Well, there is none. And I'm like, Wait, what? but there is Why? some on the ground, right? right. <laughs> so, you know, and I wasn't, you so know me, a, I'll, I'll, me, I'll mess around. I was kind of flipping her shit, but at the same time, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I was serious a little bit because it's like, you know, you, you, you got to, f- even if you could buy into it and, and, and accept it and, and implement it on your crew, you, you got to be able to ha- have your lineman be positive about it because mm-hmm. working safe and efficiently, it works best when everybody's in a good mood and everything's positive. Like if you got a negativity on the crew, that's, uh, I mean, you're, you're really, you're really, um, yeah, it's working as, as in teamwork. Yeah. Right? You when take there's care negativity, it's, it, it makes everything worse. You're, you know what I mean? It's yeah. It, you know, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about, they were talking about that word synergy, you know, and you know, when you come up to a crew and you can feel that synergy and that vibe. Yeah. And I know people that have worked for you and they'll agree with me that your crews, they have that synergy, whether you're general foreman or whatever, whatever leadership capacity you're right. in, 
everybody gets along, you know, and if you come into that environment, like, you know, you feel it. And what are some of the tactics you do to keep that synergy going? Because you mentioned it now. Like yes. what? Good, right? That's a good question. Like, yeah. what do you, what are some of the things that you do to build that camaraderie on your crew? Because I think one of the, we need yeah, that more, Devin. I think we need that more in our One trade. of the main things, I mean, it, it happens almost, you know, every little bit. Is I, I think one of the main things is supporting your foreman because they're they're your first line of defense outside of being being the general foreman or the superintendent that you mm-hmm. your foreman are out there and they're they're out there and my guys for example are out there in at night and they'll get visitors they don't know or pgs random pgs is assigned to our area for the night or the week right and they don't know these guys and and to keep to keep the crew on on the same page and um um and all lined out and not you know um Try to get off track. No, it's I'm, no. You're going down the you're going down the right path. Basically, it's, just supporting my foreman is a is a big thing, and my yeah. linemen. Like they all know they can text me, and I've had them. You know, linemen apprentices hit me up and be like, "Hey, I got this going on." I'll be like, "All right, well, you know, let your foreman know, or you know, whatever." And thanks for letting me know, and we'll handle it. You know, or take care of your stuff. That's more. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's I'd like, rather that than get blindsided and have a no nobody show up or something, you know, because at least we can plan ahead. If I got to schedule a pull haul or a commercial crane, I can do that. Like that's better than shutting a job down and 12 guys don't get to work or six guys don't get to work or maybe they're running light and then, you know, then they're trying to make up for it. You know, like I could try to, I could try to plan. I think and, what you were talking about and I can, when I go out and visit crews and, you know, and you can tell, if a crew's quiet and they're not communicating very well, like you can tell there's something's something's off. Oh yeah. But it you could go to take a crew, one guy to do that too. Yeah, and you could take one crew and you're saying, you know, support your foreman, mm-hmm. support your leadership, Every, right? And I, I think that's, you know, leading up the chain, right? You're you're supporting your foreman, you're being a leader. Mm-hmm. And but it should go the opposite way. Your foreman should support you too. In yep. in all, you know, in all avenues. And back to visiting crews, I think it's important that crews communicate. Yep. You know, and com- continue to, you know, bring up the issues and look out for one another and mention it. Hey, man, why are you so quiet today? I did that to Paul when I walked in this office. Man, all over my, all over mm-hmm. my board. I, just you weren't here. I came in. I said, man, what what's up with you? Like, I totally asked him, like, you're not you're not ready to do this podcast. Like, usually I come in, he's doing pushups and <laughs> right. music's playing and, and he just was not cut in. Um <laughs> So wall up. <laughs> right holding the wall. <laughs> I mean, he he gave me some excuse or whatever, but he finally came around. Um, but no, you know what I mean. To that point, like we have to be able to openly say something if we notice something's wrong. Well, and my main thing is like, is I want them to know that I'm there for them and support them, and and then I, sometimes I need theirs. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was getting at. It's it goes both ways. I can't do it all, and I don't. I shouldn't get all the credit. They. They should get the credit. They're the ones in the trenches. I'm the one just trying to keep mm-hmm. them busy and safe and up to up to speed on everything as best I can. So we just uh, <clears throat> and have to apologize because I'm referencing leadership principles, but um, we just went through some leadership training, some supervisor academy I was talking to you about, and our foreman actually went through different workshops. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the leadership principles was cover and move. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you remember that? Yeah, that was a good and one. That's, that's another, another word for teamwork. Yeah. And that's a huge thing as a as a leader is always engaging our guys, to, and that's what you're talking about, supporting your foreman. Yeah. And it's supporting each other so that we can accomplish this mission, whatever it is, you know, 
could be a, a job, could be whatever we're, we're doing, could be at night, could be anything, could be new, could be something we scheduled. Um, regardless of the situation is we always have each other's back, right? And we think of cover and move and you think of the, you think of the Navy SEALs coming in, you know, being dropped in in Afghanistan or Iraq and they're covering, they're watching each other's back. They're communicating. Yeah. Right. And I think that's to your point is that we all look out for each other. Yeah. You know, and that's how we get through some of those challenges from the bottom to the top, from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about leadership and kind of transition into, you know, being a father to being a leader, you know, and I, you haven't really talked a little bit about your, your, your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have a wonderful little girl. We all, we always see her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, I want to know, how do you, I mean, you are very, um, you got a lot of good qualities about you, Devin. And I, you know, we talk about it all the time. You're very disciplined, but you're able to turn it on when you need to work wise. And you're able to turn it off and focus on your, on your family. I think that's a huge, huge quality, Paul. And I think a lot, everybody, it's not easy for everybody to do. Right. I, I struggle with that at times. Um, how do you, what do you do to balance that? I mean, one of our, one of our permit managers, I have to quote Lorenzo again. He says, I'm a, I'm always a hundred percent at home or I'm a hundred percent at work. And when I do that and have that mentality, I'm able to focus in on exactly what I need to focus at that time. That's what he does. Right. But I mean, you're, you're scheduling, you're always, I mean, you're always doing something. How do you, how do you, how do you balance between life and work? Cause it's hard because you're, we're, we're at work most of the time. What, right. do, what are some of the things that you do? Well, one of the things, yoga. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say I meditate. <laughs> if I had time. Yeah. No. Uh, because, I mean, your little girl, she's amazing. In all seriousness, you know? I yeah. couldn't have asked for a better girl. I mean, in my eyes, she's she's amazing. And I, I you know, I can't take any if, any if, well, all or if any credit. I mean, Brianne, her, my daughter's mm-hmm. mother, uh, she is she she basically keeps me dialed in. She lets me know when stuff's happening. She lets me know, hey, she constantly helps remind me about stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's, that's especially with us, it's like she could tell me 10 times and I might still 10 minutes before it be like, you never told me. <laughs> do you, you do know? that too? Oh, I'm. I swear. I thought it was only me. Textbook. Like, and I'm, my wife thinks it's only me that has yeah. that problem. And I might <laughs> probably just have early Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. But, or maybe I'm just too busy. But I mean, to, to say that I am always. Uh, to say that I am able to delegate my time um, mm-hmm. and shut it off. I, I, uh, to be honest, I don't think I do well enough, but I, I, I definitely have been trying to make a better effort at it because spending time with her like these last few months when she's doing jujitsu and, and baseball and, and she recently started shooting bow and arrows and, mm-hmm. and she's got guns, but we don't, you know, we shoot her BB gun down here from time to time, but just those, those things is, those are the types of things we do together. And, and she loves doing it. She's, she loves watching all the Marvel movies. She's just, I mean, I don't know how I, I think I think we're I think we're alike. I think you what what I'm hearing is you seize the moment when you can. And right. it could be anything. It could be taking her out back and, you know, shooting her bow, mm-hmm. right? Um or showing her how to do whatever you do with her, you know, and it's it, I think you seize that moment, whatever it is. 
you know? One of the things that I really try to do because I am so busy and I probably don't take enough as much time as I probably should. Mm-hmm. One of the times, one of the things I really try to do is anytime she does come up to me and say, daddy, this or daddy, that I don't try to be like, Hey, I'm busy. Just go, go away. Mm-hmm. I very rarely could remember times I do that. Like I, She's five. Try to at She's least, five, right? Just yes, five. she just yeah. turned five. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to make sure that I want to try to make sure that I don't do that. I don't want to yeah. be like I'm too busy for you because I'm always busy. So I don't want to be too busy for my daughter for those few times that I am around her. You know, once yeah. in a while. Sometimes I'll go a couple of days without seeing her awake. You know, just because of the work schedule. I'll get home. She's sleeping. Leave before she wakes up. So you know. Yeah. It's so when she sees me when she's awake, it's like. <laughs> You know, it's, <laughs> it's all. Yeah. yeah. I think a guy like Devin, too, yeah. his work ethic and just his drive, you could choose to work all the time and just be be gone, not just physically, but mentally. And you could say, I'm too busy, but you found that, that joy in your daughter. She's beautiful. She's out, she's out here uh, hanging out. And, uh, you know. She's a little shy right now. Yeah, she's a little shy. She'll get warmed up. But, uh, you, you, you know, you take that. You see the joy in that, and you know, like, what she means to you. So it's great. It's great. I, I totally get what you're saying, so it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think you do that well, Devin. I think um, when, you know, you do work so hard, and I hate saying it because it's not really a balance between life and work. I think you guys agree with that. It's it's almost like you got to integrate your life with work because we are, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're providers. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're providers, and we have a job to do. Yeah. And we spend way more time at work. All of our listeners, I mean, majority of our listeners are, are linemen. And we, we spend more time with our own crews and our you know, guys at work than we yeah. do sometimes our own families. But I think when we're with our families, all of us, we're there, right? We're there to, to, to nurture and teach and train and coach, right? And just like, I mean, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we have to be leaders and we have to be that person all the time yeah. at, at work. I mean, you can be a, you can be a leader um, as a lineman, you, you don't have to be a leader and be a f- uh, just carry the classification as a foreman, right? right? I mean, we should all be leaders within ourselves. Yeah. And I think when when we do that at work, we can bring some of that back home. And really, I don't know, I, I appreciate when I'm at home and recharging my batteries. You know, I don't know about what you guys think. Yeah. I uh, I definitely do. Oh, Devin goes and builds fences when he's recharging. <laughs> Good point. For me, I'm at the beach hanging out. <laughs> Checking on cows, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't find me working. I want to go back to, um, I know we talked a little bit about your family. Yeah. And um, I want to go back to back to you being a lineman. Um, I want to talk a little bit about being on a crew and, you know, how our how our cultures have changed. And, like, to your point, you know, things come out. And new policies, new procedures, new rules come out all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my position, we have to be able to get our men to believe. And we got to get it. We got to get our men to to believe in it and have a, a an improved culture overall. Mm-hmm. Just to just to, you know, I, in my opinion, we got to protect our industry. Right. right. We got to remember where we came from and and how we got here. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you use to, you know, once you set the expectations like, what are some of the tactics in your position? You're very successful. I mean, you guys run a lot of a lot of work. You know, you're a leader. And what are some of the things when you when expectations are set? How do you know they're being followed? Um, or how do you how do you get the buy-in? It's from a the tough guys? question. It's a good question. It is tough. So yeah. we're going to right now, not back when I was a lineman. 
Well, I am a lineman, but I mean, you know, back from your family, back to you being on a on a crew, and even right. even now, it's going back to the back to our line trade, right? And how? What's your what's your opinion? In you know, I'm gonna read something. I'm gonna read something out of a book, and I think it's a it it's a I think it's a good message. All right, and it's I think it'll get the juices flowing for for us right. today. Yeah, let's hear it. You know, what you got. So this is setting expectations. So when leaders, this is out of uh, Extreme Ownership uh, by Jocko Willick. Uh, when, G- when, when leaders who epitomize extreme ownership drive their teams to achieve a higher standard of performance, they must recognize that when it comes to standards as a leader, it's not what you preach, but it's what you tolerate. When setting expectations, no matter what has been said or written, if substandard performance is accepted and no one is held accountable, if there are no consequences, the poor performance becomes the new standard. So when I, I guess when we're talking about setting expectations, even as dads and fathers, um, and as leaders, like it's not what we say, you know, that first off, Mm -hmm. it's what we actually tolerate. Right. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Like what's your, what's your opinion on that, Devin? Like how do we, how do we maintain the expectations when we set them? How do we know that it's being followed? You know, because at the end of the day, we got to protect our industry. Yeah. So like going off of that like it's almost like like i said i got to be able to i got to be able to re- relate with the guys in a way that um that they're not like well we got to do this now but you never had to do that before and like you <laughs> said you got to be able to figure out a way to do that and the guys and, to believe in it right and and right. whether and whether or not it's like uh um maybe a different way than they were trained or a different way than they were ever trained. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I was trained this way and this was the safest way to do this. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me we need to do it this way. It's, you gotta, you you almost need to have some of that dialogue to be able to relay that to them in a way that, in a way that you can. uh, Well, I think, I think you, I think you did it back in 2000 nine at the rodeo it's like if if something is if them if if an expectations are set devin's not the type of person that's gonna tell you how to do he's gonna show you how to do it yeah you want me to use this you want me to use this buck squeeze okay open the package and i'm gonna put it on yeah Yeah. um if there's a a new policy or procedure i'm not just gonna because you can do the work you know you have the abilities the strengths you have the you have the motivation you you have the skills the training fortitude the fortitude and i think it's i think that's what you do well, I'm lucky enough to have guys that yeah. are like I I think very similar to me. I mean, they mm-hmm. they can adapt, they can um they can do what what is needed of them to still do our job efficiently and safely. And that's what is I guess that's maybe what what makes it a little easier for me to relate relate or relate with them. Mm-hmm. But um at the same time um you know, we're not the only ones. I mean, there's, I mean, every, anywhere I go where there's linemen, most of the time we go places, it's with other linemen or people that know other linemen. Mm-hmm. And they know who me and my guys are and they know what we do and what we're about. And some, some of them know they don't want none of that. And some of them would like to, a chance to be on those crews. And right. I'm sure you have crews like that too. You know, there's, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, <clears throat> everybody has their own their own talents in yeah. ways and we try to put guys to be 
you know, in positions where they're most successful. And utilize their strengths. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We all have our own strengths. Right. I mean, you don't want me on a pole with you right now. <laughs> I'm just being real. Like <laughs> well, it's 106. <laughs> well, it's 106. <laughs> but if we're in a pickle with the customer, perhaps, maybe. You have your own strengths. You got to utilize your strengths. You know. There you go. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I know we're talking about some qualities about leadership and, you know, obviously you, you carry those qualities and I like to, uh, I like to think when I, when I see you, Devin, and I see, you know, your successes, you really set the standard really high. You set the bar high in everything you do. I mean, when you pulled up today, there's not one flag on that truck. It's two. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I say that, but because you do, you set the standard high. Yeah. Is, where does that come from? Does that come from? from the values from your from your folks or yeah. is that something you just gained along the way well there's a lot of uh, uh i don't want to say the the integrity word again but there's a lot of pride i take in my family and actually you say who like as as far as we're looking up to people i just want to give a shout out to my brother the logan because he's a marine and now he's a journeyman lineman as well and what up, Logan? I've, I've always, yes, <laughs> love my brothers. I love all my brothers. And uh, J- also, Jake's about to top out in another week, I think. Or I, saw, the, or I this, saw him at the apprenticeship. This week. Yeah. Nice. Um, so he, cut anyways, his, he cut his beard, though. He may have. I, don't, I think he had a mustache. <laughs> a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was getting to is uh, I've always looked up to my brother, Logan, since, like, I mean, he got married. He was in the Marines. He had a daughter. Like, he grew up way before I had to, you know, you know, you saw me running around being an idiot, (laughs) even in Kansas city, I was getting in fights running from the cops. We only got kicked out of one bar really. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I, I really looked up to my, my brother, I just look up to my brother, Logan, like he, he, uh, looking back, I I actually look back and I think I see that I was, I was actually kind of selfish. I feel like, because I was, I was always partying and doing what I wanted to do. I mean, I would take time and try to visit him. I, I still have all my phones with all our all our messages from when he was in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow! All the pictures. I gotta. I still want. I want to go. We gotta through. get Logan in here. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good. He's yeah. a good man. He's a good lineman. He's a good worker. He's just like. Where's I mean, he working? We is he working for you now? Yeah. How is that? That's good. gotta be. That's gotta be. Unique. He's good. Yeah. I mean, I they you know they work a lot of nights and I'm I'm doing a lot of nights and days and whatever in between and so yeah. I mean it's. One of the good things that I really uh, I cherish is being able to see my nieces and nephews. Um, um, he's got three kids, and then also my brother Jake has a daughter. So being able to see them, my daughter's so, I mean, she's she she she'll uh, she's so sensitive. She cares about her cousins so much. She's like she'll just like even if she sees them almost every day, she's like in tears when they got to say bye, and it's right. like. You're going to see him tomorrow, baby, or we're going to go see him in an hour when we go swimming or what, you know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I'm definitely fortunate. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the brothers and family and parents that I have. And yeah, I think it's, uh, I like your whole family. I mean, in any birthday party you have, I mean, it's, you can just tell, I mean, you guys are all connected, you know? And I think, um, back to my point about, you know, you do set the standards high you know, the expectations high in your life as, as a dad and at work. Um, I think there's something, I think we could all learn from Devin in that. No, it's good. Yeah. I and think just, he, he speaks so highly of his brother. Yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, Devin doesn't, puts value in everything he does. He's working hard, 
he, he loves his, his family. Yeah. He, he loves who's connected. If you're in a circle, you, you got, you get his trust and you get, you get, you get Devin hundred percent. So it, it, it takes away from him. You know, he, he's busy. He's, he, he'll take on the burden of, of uh, text, text message, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Hey, I, I'm in a bind. Cool. I got you. Yeah. You know, that, that's what, that's what you get with Devin. So. Yeah. You're badass. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to get him to smile here. Yeah. Get everybody to smile. Crack a smile. Yeah. Crack a smile at least. Um, no, I, I do want to. I do want to mention. You know, when we when we set the bar high um, in our in ourselves, and you know, this is a Father's Day episode. I think it's it's always. I think it's. I think you know, giving all of our listeners something that we can learn from. Um, so I'm going to read a little another an, another passage here out of uh, out of our book, and. Maybe we can have a little comment on it, but, um, so I'm going to change the word from leaders to fathers. All right. And it's setting the bar high. So leaders or fathers should never be satisfied. They must strive to improve and they must build the mindset into the team or family. They must face the facts through a a realistic, brutally honest assessment of themselves and their teams or families performance, identifying weakness Good fathers seek to strengthen them and come up with a plan to overcome challenges. The best teams anywhere, like the SEAL teams, are constantly looking to improve, add capability, and push the standards higher. It starts with the individual and spreads to each of the team or family members until this becomes the culture, the new standard. The recognition of there are no bad teams, only bad leaders, facilitates extreme ownership. And I think that's what you have, Devin. You own everything in your world. You control everything. And you are always setting the bar high within yourself and your family and your team. So I think we could all learn from that. And I, I really, I really appreciate, really appreciate you coming down today. I know it took a lot. What did that last part say though? There are no bad teams. Oh, I teams. can absolutely. No can bad absolutely. teams, just. Just bad leaders. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Cause we've all mm-hmm. been there where we had a, mm-hmm. a not, I won't say bad, but a not so good foreman or not so good GF. And we yeah. had a, we had a good GF. We had a great foreman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up that thing earlier about uh, being a lime, just a lineman on a crew. Mm-hmm. Well, I think anybody that was my foreman could agree that when I was the lineman on the crew, or guys like me, that you weren't just the lineman on the crew. You were, you're a leader. You were involved in the decisions, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But that's the way. I mean, that's how you make good linemen, and that's how good linemen make good apprentices. And absolutely, and that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's <clears throat> exactly the quality you have is that when that extreme ownership that you have, it just starts, it just starts spilling over into the, into your team, into your crew or yeah, into absolutely. your family as a father. And, and that's why we invited you down here today because you have those qualities. And I think, you know, when we talk about extreme ownership and we talk about setting the bar high or setting expectations, like we're only successful because we do these qualities and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing them, but yeah. you know, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming down. Um, we're going to take a little pause for Paul right now. Oh, you ready? Well, oh. I don't know if you listened to the last one, but it was terrible. Like, the questions he gave us oh, were yeah. just not. <laughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> what kind of cereal you like? <laughs> no. Um, well, I don't want to break any habits, so they're just as terrible. Uh, all right. We got, uh, like Roll said, we got pause with producer Paul. I got We got tons of questions from Instagram. It was flooded. I had to choose. Is it the most ever? Most ever. I figured there'd be some. Uh, There's some. I had to leave some. Yeah, I had to leave some ones out. Is he still a. Br- <laughs> I left some ones out. Uh, before we get to that, uh, here we go. They can DM me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go with uh, 
We'll go with Raul first. You nervous? It's, it's guess first. Uh, this one's easy. <laughs> warm me up here. All right, warm me up. All right, give me a bucket list vacation. A bucket list vacation? Yeah. It's got to be Tulum. All right, perfect. Yeah. Tulum, Mexico. Oh, I mean, that was right? easy. I like like, it. See, that was easy. You did good. That was easy because Tisha's listening. She's going to be like, absolutely, you're taking me to Tulum. <laughs> I probably <laughs> set you up for that one. <laughs> you did set me You should have said just like TJ or something. <laughs> San Diego. That don't that don't work anymore. TJ with some penicillin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, oh man. All right, Devin, what you got? Um, Idaho. Idaho. Build some fences. Well, the only yeah. <laughs> um, the only uh, the only thing I love going to Hawaii. So, and I we love going to Hawaii. We try to go every year with our daughter and. Um, the thing I would like to do, which I don't think it'll happen after this whole last year's escapades in our country and <laughs> the world, um, would be to take my dad and brothers and everybody and go fishing and hunting in Hawaii. Like, go spear fishing and hunting, shoot some boars or deer or whatever. Oh, I got those deer. Uh, yeah. Access deer. Yeah, yep. there you go. So I'd like to do that and just go live off what we kill for a week or two and just do that and have, I was still wanted to be a, not just a guy thing. Like I want my daughter and Brianne to come and just, I want it to be a, uh, a, uh, just like a family thing. I think that would be, I know it's not the Bahamas or whatever, but I think it'd be pretty awesome to just elaborate on hunting a little bit. Don't you? That's a uh, good tea. Can we take a second to, yeah, to ask fine. a few questions on hunting? Because I think, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of people don't know. I mean, obviously, hunting is, a, I mean, that's a value for you. That's that's yeah. a culture of yours. About one of the only times I take off every year. Let's, let's talk about hunting. What Where do you like what to you go? What do you like to do? What's your, what's your favorite kill? I don't hunt in Idaho. <laughs> I hunt in Montana. Montana. No. Yeah, so nice. I do go hunting in Idaho. I uh, mm-hmm. I just don't want everybody to go there, so <laughs> they, could, they could go to Montana. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So um, You go with your brothers? Lo- and- yeah, my brothers, my sisters, mm-hmm. um, uh, my dad, my uncles, cousins. Um, you learned everything from your dad, right, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dads and uncles. Um, yeah. My dad and dad and uncles. Um, yeah, when I was little, we you know we went out there and we'd split up and go up different ridges. But we hunted a lot more like, like they were my grandpas and uncles were like mountain men. Like they they hunted mm-hmm. in the mountains. We pack it out on our backs, you know. And well, you've promised to take me hunting, so I yards. haven't. We obviously I'm, I don't hunt. So walk me through a day of hunting, like. Here we go. Well, you know, I took a guy one time. <laughs> and he's still there. He's, still <laughs> he's not. I took a guy you know. He was my old boss. I took a guy you know one time. Um, I do. Um, y- yeah. You, so take me I, through. It, what does that look like? It's, we pack uh, up. We get our... Are, well, we, are, we, are we bringing guns? Are we bringing, are we we bringing bows? We whatever. We're, I mean, bow... We bring guns because mm-hmm. bow and arrow takes a shit ton of practice and so now what, that you couldn't do it i mean we could you could always practice with bow and arrow i mean so what rifle are we taking you're gonna use one of mine <laughs> um <laughs> i've i use my lapua like like your uh, paperweight i give you um last year that's what i got my bull mm-hmm. with but um mm-hmm. yeah i uh so what do we hunt elk yeah elk elk's my favorite i mean mm-hmm. elk deer bear mm-hmm. I mean, I used to hunt turkeys a lot when I was younger. It's not as much fun when you're 
you know, you got a million things to do and go out and shoot a 20 pound bird, but yeah, it's, it's still fun. I mean, when, when my daughter's old enough, obviously I'm going to want to do it all with her, you know, so she can see what she likes and do what she wants. Mm -hmm. But so we're getting up early. We're packing out. We're going out at daylight. We're uh, going up the mountain and what's that hike look like? Um, they're all pretty rough. I pretty mean, rough. If hike? you haven't been out there, yeah, they're they're pretty rough. If yeah. if you haven't done it, I mean, they're rough on me the first couple of days because I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I I tend to slack off and not get ready all year. But yeah, yeah. that's a it's. I I know that me and my cousins, and you my got uncles, the spot where you going to. You're going uh, we to got the, our spots, yeah. But yeah. Me, I know that me and my brothers and uncles and cousins, it's kind of like we've all been conditioned, like we. Even if we're out of shape, it takes a few days, and then we're we're fine. We can still do it. Some guys would just – we've had guys that go out, and they're like, I, I can't. I'm going back. They go back down. They go, <laughs> the, they go to the river. McDonald's. Yeah. Well, they'll be waiting at the river because we're not coming – we're not – we're not stopping. We're still yeah. hunting, so they can well, wait at the river for six hours. <laughs> we had uh, we had Coach P in here with the uh, working athlete, yeah, and he was, was talking. He was talking about hunting. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we can kill it, but now we got to bring it out. Yeah. We got to pack this thing out." Yeah, the fun's over when once you uh, once that uh, elk's down. Before before over. we get to that, what what yeah. so what's that 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 kill? I, it's it's very uh, very personal. I think that kill you you. It's a beautiful bull elk that goes down. What are you thinking? Like what's the, what's the first. So the first bull I killed was actually my nicest bull with my dad. I was 13 and I didn't, we, I don't think either one of us realized how big he was. Um, but it was, so after, you know, that one, I was a kid. So after that though, like once I was killing him on my own and everything, it was, I, I enjoy every minute of it. I mean, I know we're got to pack it out. I know that's part of it. It's, it's, it's all part of it. I mean, yeah, they say the fun's over. We've had some brutal packs. We've had some where they were, Man, you're packing for six, seven hours Jeez. up and down, not just back down, you know. And it's, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they there's been some brutal ones. Um, but so then we get it packed, finally get it into one of the worst things. <laughs> I will tell you, one of the worst things is the brush. The brush, it, I don't, however steep or not steep it yeah. is, if you get in a bad brush area, and it's a lot worse now. They've reintroduced the wolves back when you know 20 years ago. Oh, I don't know if it's yeah, probably about 20 years ago reintroduce the wolves up there and they've killed off a lot of elk. So a lot of the elk trails aren't, aren't cleared out. Like they usually are. The brush is the built brush up. Is taken it, over. It's crazy. The effect that it has just with the l- less wildlife. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Bears wow. and wolves, bear and wolves killing elk and it sucks too. I mean, you know, a lot of times in the winter they just kill them to kill them. Like they don't even eat the whole elk. So that's it's, terrible. Yeah. So when's the next trip? So when I hit the lottery, October. I think I'm going to get a, helicopter and just go out there every winter and shoot wolves <laughs> from a helicopter i think it's a thing too right yeah well in other states i don't know if i think or, only the fishing game can do it in idaho <laughs> but maybe you could get a permit I don't those know. feral hogs though in texas i wanted to go do that that's another that's kind of a trip i'd like to do with my dad i think Shit, they'll pay you probably yeah well that we'll would see. be fun we should all do that. i will actually talk to him about that getting like eight or ten of us to go yeah because they do groups like that, and then you each get your hour or two hours on That's the cool. helicopter. You see some photos where guys are standing like six feet away because they're just tick infested and they're just nasty. Oh Those yeah. are nasty. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think they feed you the better meat when you <laughs> when you when you're at camp. Here's <laughs> yeah. pork chop. All right, well, no, I had one more question. Oh, go ahead, sorry. So when's the next trip? Because I'm gonna clear my calendar. Um, I go in our. I've been going in archery every year, so I try to go in archery for a week, and then in in rifle, I try to go for. 
10 to 10 days to two weeks to see if I can help put up, finish help putting up camp and tearing it down. So, nice. cause, um, it's a lot of work for dad, and my uncles to do it by themselves, but when my brothers and I can all go, it, it makes it a lot, a lot better, right? a lot easier on everybody. And it's a good time for all of us to be there. Awesome. Yeah. So when he takes awesome. you, you have to blindfold him and spin you around. You can't know the spots. And the spots are <laughs> well, secret. it's definitely not in Idaho. Yeah. We're going to definitely, Montana. Yeah. We're going to Montana. All right, cool. Yep. All right, next question. Next Here we question. Go. You ready? All right, good. That was a good segment. Glad you guys talked about it. Absolutely. Uh, this one gets really, real stupid. Uh, would you rather be physically stronger than most people or able to be able to fly? <laughs> Raul just looks oh like, are you serious? Devin, you don't have to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's first. Oh, yeah, Devin, you're first. Like, fly, fly? Yeah, like, fly. Just be flying. Do you want to... I don't even understand. Like, I, Superman? Yeah, what's yeah. the question? Or you get a flap. <laughs> like, Superman. Like, Superman. <laughs> or you get a flap. <laughs> you get a flap. <laughs> As a total, Devin. Devin's like, if I have to look like a, a, a silly bird, I don't want to fly. I don't know yeah. if I've ever... I mean, I like going on helicopters and stuff, but, I mean, I don't know if I ever wanted to fly. <laughs> And I don't mean I don't mind being strong. I mean that's cool. I love this part. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, strong. I, I'm, I'm. I gotta go with our with our uh, distinguished guest here. I gotta tell him. Yeah, I gotta go with being strong, <laughs> just because I know the work it takes to get strong, <laughs> and it's it probably takes right? way more work to fly. Right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Next question. You ready for this one? Oh god. Are you up? I'm up. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Absolutely not. Uh, well, unless you... In, Why not? I'm going to say no. It's not. Hot dog's a hot dog. It's its own class. What class is that? On the menu. On the menu. It's either what's the sandwiches sandwich? what's the or sandwich a hot dog. What's the sandwich consist of? What does it consist of? Yeah, a protein and a carb, right? Bun and whatever. A flat bun. <laughs> oh. Two, uh, actually, a s- slices of bread. Sliced. <laughs> wow! Right. I want to see what Devin says because I say it's not. I absolutely say half it's not. the time the hot dog bun breaks, so you do have two slices. <laughs> there you go. But I'm not a big hot dog guy. I, <laughs> I awesome. like hamburgers. I'm a burger dude. I'm man. a burger guy too. Like if you ask me my favorite food, it's probably gonna be a hamburger <laughs> from go. Jared Beef. <laughs> nice. We got our own ranch. We do our own beef. Elk burgers, huh? And elk. Oof. I actually. Elk burgers. I should have. I did terrible. I should have brought a way better care package. <laughs> no, you did elk fine. And deer. You did, I you did great. Everything. Trust me, you did fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, bison burgers, pretty good too. Those are good. Yes. Yeah, bison burgers. All right, here you go. This one gets tricky. Last one for me, and then we're getting to uh, some questions. Some oh, good yeah. questions. Uh, what is your go-to joke? <laughs> go-to joke. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> is that a joke or is that just a, it's ice a one break, liner. icebreaker? It's a, a one liner. <laughs> a roll of sweating. Look at him. He hates this part. I absolutely hate this part. Um, that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, roll. You know your mom's going to text you. Oh my gosh. My go to joke. Um, I don't think I've ever heard a joke from you. I don't know. I'm not, I, yeah. I don't think I tell jokes. Um, not like old Pat Lavin's got a. Oh yeah, Cat was here. Yeah. He like, what? Where are we? What time is it? <laughs> Who's my audience? <laughs> Who's my audience? Him and exactly. Fred could go back and forth. Yeah. Fred's I got. I don't know how it. Fred remembers all those. Fred's got a lot of jokes. <laughs> I got to pass on that. Tapping out. I don't. I don't. I'm tapping out. I don't have a joke. Um, I think I got a button for you. Here you go. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to come up with something better than that. No way, I'm sticking to it. All right, here we go. Uh, questions terrible, from the gram. Uh, once, it, once, it, uh, like I said, this is a popular, uh, popular segment here. Uh, Devin blew up Instagram. I'm surprised it didn't shut down here. All right, here we go. From a underscore no, Scoey. A it's underscore JoJo asks. You know this guy? Do you know him? We'll see. <laughs> he asks. <laughs> Dodge, Ford, Chevy, or Fummins? <laughs> well, so going back to helping somebody at 2 in the morning, <laughs> I took my Ford with a Cummins sticker on the back window, mm-hmm. and I did have to tow a Dodge, but you know I'm a Dodge guy, so it's Cummins. It's Cummins. It's a Cummins. It's a Cummins. Cummins. There we go. All right, here we go. Joey. Um, <laughs> see you tonight. <laughs> see you tonight, buddy. <laughs> from Brian.Fuentes, uh, what's your mindset going from cold apprentice to hot apprentice to journeyman lineman? Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit, Brian. Uh, yeah, I believe it's Brian. Um, what should be your mindset, Devin, going from a cold apprentice to a hot apprentice to journeyman lineman? All these steps. What should your mindset be? Um, Man, you got to. I mean, I'm not I haven't been in the trade as half as long as a lot of guys, but I mean, I would say still a long time ago for me, but I mean, a lot has happened since then. I worked a lot of hours, but I would say even just going from job to job, I mean, everything's different, but you you always need to keep learning. Like you never stop learning. Like you don't nobody knows it all. Like you always always evolve and and, and ask questions. Like I even as a new lineman and 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 or foreman like it makes you a better person and a better lineman to do that that type of stuff always ask questions cool well said and what? and yeah well said um always learning yeah i'm trying to uh, collaborate get that stuff in your head keep it in there i don't know try to well a good quality of a leader i used to a keep father. a notebook yeah. i actually kept a notebook when i was an apprentice and i wrote shit down i mean but like i guess to my point um yeah to, to our show i mean to Devin's point, actually, is, you know, you got to be a, a, a good listener. A good leader is a good listener. Yeah. Same thing as a father. Yeah. Right? But re- retaining, I believe you said, yes. the word you want, retaining yeah. that yep. knowledge. Yeah. Retain it. So. Absolutely. The repetition. Um, yeah. Are you hearing it or are you listening? Yeah. Right? Cool. Absolutely. Uh, we'll kind of go a little bit. You can you can use the same analogy if you want. Um, from Chasing Lunks, uh, what tips would you give to a new grunt? Uh, kind of the same thing, you know, as for me. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, for, me, for uh, Rob can chime in. I mean, uh, you always need to pay attention, and and not a, a, there's not one way to do a, do something. So if you got if you got a lineman telling you to telling you this is how you do this, you know, five other linemen might have five different ways. So always keep an open mind, but always try to retain any absorb anything that you can. I mean, especially as a a, a grunt or a apprentice or alignment, a new alignment in a new area. Like you're not, like I said, not everybody knows everything, or I would say nobody knows everything. Um, we can always learn. I learn stuff every day still. Yeah. So. Cool. Well said. Well said. Yeah. I <clears throat> nailed it. Uh, next one. Uh, this would be an in-house celebrity from Tish uh, Rally. I might 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 know this this local celebrity. Uh, question is, she can't win any swag. I'm sorry, that's against the rules. You can just borrow borrow the boss man's. What helps you get up and be the best brother for your brothers on a daily? 
I guess you can go line brothers or just your, I know you got a big family. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'd be like the best, I, the best that I can be. I mean, I, I always try to be there for people and when I can be. And, um, um, if there's any way I can help people, I, I probably do more so than I should. I should probably delegate my time a little better and be a little bit selfish with my time. But, um, I, I guess just, uh, just trying to always be there for people. Yeah. Um, and, I don't even and to point that. like anybody who calls Devin and needs some, he picks up, Yeah, you know, when the, the power element podcast reached out and said, Hey, <laughs> you get in a four, four AM in. Are you ready? He's like, I'm going on vacation. I guess I'll be there when I land at night. Yeah. <laughs> Toting gifts and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, next, uh, next question from, uh, looks like someone we know here. Uh, Fred's girl sweetness. Mm. Sure, that's uh, sweetness. Yes, shout out. I to didn't sweetness. know her. No, for, I didn't out. even know her real name for two or three years. <laughs> I just called her sweetness. <laughs> That'd be funny calling someone else's sweetness. We <laughs> can't call her that, <laughs> Mrs. Barker. Uh, has being a parent changed the way you think about safety? Good question. Thank you. That is yeah. a good question. Um, actually, I remember there'd be days I would be driving home from work, and I would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a dad." Like I literally would be at work doing my thing, being, mm-hmm. you know how I am. I, you know, and oh, yeah. I balls to the walls usually at work, and then you know, and then we could chill out after or whatever it is. And I, uh, yeah, there's a few times I, I uh, actually I think when she was pregnant with Shadelin, I, uh, I hurt my leg doing something stupid, and uh, I still kind of limp from it this, to, to this day. But I was limping for about seven months when I hurt my leg, and. Yeah, that one kind of Mike Blanton was there that night, and uh, <laughs> shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike, big hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, hurt my leg, and I that was kind of an eye opener for me. Like you know, like if I, I was fortunate to be with the company I was with. They they uh, supported me. You know, still were showing up for work, not not as a liability, but they knew I was, I wasn't out to get anybody. I was out to do my job, and that was uh, that was kind of an eye opener for me. Like like I need to. Not so much slow down, but maybe take air on the side of caution sometimes um, a little bit more instead of just trying to be so rammy. If you can't work, you can't be able to provide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I and I'm not looking for handouts to be carried either. I mean, I I'd love to try to take care of my brothers when I can, especially when they need it. But um, yeah, I uh, that was kind of an eye opener for me. But like I said, I. I mean, even maybe up till she was almost two, I'd be driving home and be like, "Oh yeah, I gotta see my baby," you know. And yeah. I, I uh, yeah, makes I us know. think a little bit different. Since I was a kid, yeah. I mean, I not a kid, but a teenager. I, I, I wanted a daughter, and I was blessed with it to have a daughter, yeah. and she's amazing. Um, nice. No, good question. Props to, props to her mother though for putting up with me and her because my daughter is my mini. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> All right, next question comes uh, internally from the traffic side here, we hear. Um, Malik from uh, at Malik NYC, nice. I think that, that's the way he goes. Sorry, Malik, if I screw that up. You still getting those America pull-ups in, brother? You know, <laughs> I have been watching Goggins lately, and I feel like a, I don't I say broke dick? <laughs> I watched, he did, he broke the it. world record doing, or whatever it was, Guinness Book World Records, 4,000 push-ups in 17 hours or some shit. <laughs> So, so crazy. I'm right? not getting that many in. I am trying to do push-ups, but yeah. I'm waiting for the challenge, the uh, Instagram pull-up challenge. Good That's luck. coming next. 
I can't do that. Yeah, I have to work on my shoulders again. Thanks, Malik. <laughs> what up, Malik? All right, <laughs> uh, next question. Hi, underscore line hand. Uh, wants to know, what's the main trait you look for in an apprentice? Line hand. Hmm. Well, my main thing is, like I was saying, I think I said it earlier, maybe before we were rolling, um, my main thing is I'll give anybody a chance if, as long as they're a hard worker. I mean, you got to have some common sense, but you got to be a hard worker. I mean, I, it's just my style. Like, if you're not a hard worker, I, I'm rarely probably going to give you the time of day. But if you're hustling, I, I'll give you, I'll give you several chances, you know, and or encourage other people to give you a chance, you mm-hmm. know. Like, I, 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 I like. Pr- I kind of despise yeah. people that aren't hard workers. I just, yeah. it's, it's hard. I, it's hard for me to bear. I. If you're a hard I worker and you ask questions as an apprentice, yeah. I think that's that's dialed in right I there. I just, yeah. The rest will come. Laziness is not yeah. a, not appealing. Cool. There you go. Uh, apprentices, grandma, well listen, listening. That's a good uh, good advice. Um, last question. It's not really a question. More of a compliment. Uh, Josh. Dot May twenty five uh, wanted to compliment you and said you're a great JL, a great GF uh, to work for, uh, and takes care of his guys. So. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a few more questions. Um, that's Mayo. He's a good dude. Uh, next up we got, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't get to cue you on this, but uh, I'll let what Raul go first is, uh, Raul recommend in, recommends. So, um, I'll let you give a oh, quick okay. second for you to think, but, uh, go ahead and roll. Um, Raul's recommendations. That's it. That's the one. That's our next segment. And you're a big two A guy, right? And I want to, I want to recommend, um, actually doing some, just getting prepared for an upcoming guest. Um, I do want to, um, just recommend brassandunity.com and, um, Kelsey Sharon, she's the owner of the company and mm-hmm. I think you, I think you would dig it. Um, they got everything from, from rings to necklaces to bracelets to you name it for all of our females, but they got some cool stuff, some cool swag for dads too. Um, for all of our listeners, um, picked up some cool commander shades and, and the cool thing about brass and unity is all their proceeds, uh, 20% of the profit goes directly to help, um, support veterans mm-hmm. and, you know, getting back into life and getting back into some normalcy, um, which is, which is super cool. Um, and every one of their, um, bracelets or glasses have a bullet casing on it. So oh. I bought Maddie and, and Tish a bracelet. It's the warrior bracelet. It's got oh. a Cool. It's got a cool bullet casing on it, so I'm recommending BrassUnity.com. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. Devin. What you got, bud? Recommending? Yeah, you're anything, anything. A song, a movie, a book, uh, uh, a quote, I, I, a food, a recipe. I, I, I screwed. I dropped the ball. I didn't prep you on that. Well, you know what? Put you on the spot. Sorry, man. Anything. That's all right, because I actually had something that I think – I'm just starting this. I'm going to do this, but um, it's that uh, – it's a book that David Goggins wrote, uh, Can't Hurt Me. There you go. I don't know if any of you have written it, read awesome. it. Um, have you read it? I have not, but um, I'm going to read I'm it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to get it and read it. Um, it's coming in the mail, but I'm going to read it. Um, awesome. I haven't seen anything that about this dude that, I mean, his main thing is like, you know, fighting your inner bitch. Like your biggest, your biggest enemy is your is if you're not motivated, I'm, which I I feel like I'm a highly motivated person and so are my brothers and a lot of the people that I'm friends with. Um, you, you basically, uh, I, I, I can't see the book being bad. I mean, I, I, after watching the guy's intensity and in anything he does or right. 
says or anything. I mean, it, I can't imagine it being. So I I would recommend uh, probably buying and reading that book, even though I haven't read it. So no, I, just do it. Do it together. Yeah, sound, cool. like, a, sound like a book club for and all I, of our leaders. And I need to do more reading. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. All right, awesome. man, that's, that's well, all I got. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, it wasn't too bad. It was as bad as it used to be. But <laughs> I like your hot shows. I like your hot dog answer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, you you actually set me up for that one. Um, uh, I did uh, on the one of the other ones, the cartoon or whatever. I couldn't think when he was he was stumbling. I was like, <laughs> Are we, are we even, actually bringing that up again? I don't right even now? know. I don't remember watching cartoons <laughs> as a kid. I don't. Thank you. Great minds think alike here. It's weird. As much as he bags on this segment, it's the one that has always talked about. Like oh. it is. It is. It's like the talk of the town. I like, was trying to think like cartoon. Like I remember waking up every morning. My mom was recording music videos on CMT or whatever it was at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. <laughs> That's awesome. That's classic. Don't tell anybody. She didn't pirate. She threw them away. <laughs> pirated them or pay- whatever you call it. That's awesome. Hey, man, this, this has been a great a great show. I, I just I really appreciate it. Paul, did you have fun? I, I had a great time. Really? Devin, dude, thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, I know you had a busy night last night. Busy vacation. Come on vacation. That, this ain't easy. Yeah. And, uh, you, dude, you were open arms to this. Humble. And just really uh, knock us out of the park. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, t- guys. yeah. Taking time to you know out of your day to come bring your family, and I'm I'm looking forward to dinner tonight. We're gonna hang out. Yeah, should be cool. Um, again, thank you for taking the time to do it, man. I want to thank uh, all of our listeners out there for sure. Um, a great show. It's a wrap. Um, episode five. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Um, it's, it should be a great weekend. Um, I do want to recap, you know, some of the qualities that uh, that Devin has and why he was asked to come down here. Um, although very humble, like Paul said, to Paul's point, I think, you know, Devin, um, very engaged, you know, very engaged, connected father. Um, I think you take a lot of those those uh, leadership skills, you know, from your family to your crews. You're well respected. You understand how to balance that work in life. You know, very uh, very good. You know, I think we all learn from that. You yeah. know, and not forget, you know, that you know there are people at home that. That are waiting for us to come home. Count on us. Yeah, they're counting on us. You know, like I said, we're providers. Um, you're, you know, you're able to prioritize, you know, your life very well, and not not just prioritize, but then when you know to make a decision, you act on it. And that's a that's a huge quality as leaders um, and as fathers. So thank you again. Thank well, you for if coming. I may interject. I'm, Absolutely. I'm bi- One I final message far, from Devin, yeah, please. I am far from perfect. I, I yeah. just know I, I, uh, I enjoy being a father to that crazy little girl out there and, yep. and, um, but I couldn't do it without her mother. So shout out to Brianne Noel and, um, up, I, yeah. So I, I mean, I couldn't do it without her. And I mean, I, it's my world out there, you know? So, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, like I said, from the start, like there, I mean, I'm, there's probably a hundred, hundred different guys that deserve to be here more than I do. And I just, I mean, I just hope that, there's some positive stuff that comes out of this rather than anything, some negative. There's always some naysayers, you know, but I like them trolls. Oh yeah. No, I don't we'll, care. We'll be fine. I think that's it. I think that's a great final message. Yeah. You know, and what you do, it's, you know, we have a family that supports us. Yeah, and I know? just appreciate all the guys yeah. that have always been, you know, mm-hmm. supportive of me and my family and my, you know, my, my brothers, like I, yeah. I got family in the trade and, um, yeah, I appreciate people that are uh, supportive of people that I care about, and that's all I got. Again, man, great final message. Yeah. Thank you again. Well, it's a wrap.
Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, just want to thank again all our listeners. Um, don't forget to check out all our promotional partners, right? right? Yeah. Working athlete. When you're out, ha- when you're out hunting, make sure you grab some working athlete. Use the use the promo code Power Element. Get you twenty percent off. Right? Come on, come on now. Uh, I want to say what up to Cat uh, with Jelco and Safety um, at Jelco Safety, um, and don't forget at Alternating Current Line Clothing. Um, again, thanks everybody for listening today. Happy Father's Day. Um, remember. Uh, stay safe um, always be fit for duty and always be your brother's keeper thank you